Hey guys, what's going on? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome again to our weekly edition of our GAR Capital official podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this Friday. Hope everyone having a great week. I am live here today from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., on a little mini vacation. Uh, a little gloomy outside, but I mean, I think that's to say the least of what's been going on with politics and the White House, which I'm probably a stone's throw away. So let's go and talk about it. Your money, investing, trading, economics, and of course, politics with Carlos, the CEO of GAR Capital. Thank you so much for joining me again, guys. Really do appreciate the support as always. So no video this going around. Then uh, do it on YouTube. It's going to be just on the Anchor app, Spotify app, and the Apple Podcast app just for you guys. So thank you so much again. I always say, guys, thank you. I always give gratitude because Without you guys, the support on Instagram, social media, the podcast, this isn't realized. This isn't real. This isn't happened. So again, you guys always talk about it. You guys always ask about it. The podcast, more information, more analysis. Well, we're here to deliver on every weekly basis. So thanks again. All right. So uh, um, uh, what a week, huh? I mean, Friday was basically the craziest day. And it's so funny. I'm on a flight and I'm hearing from my guys of what's going on. And it was absolutely insane. I mean, not much on an economic report front. Uh, Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech was supposed to be important. But man, on an otherwise sleepy day, not much happened. So personally, me, I've been up since 4 a.m. this morning looking at the futures, looking at everything. And I had some long futures positions, mind you. And I did close earlier today. So don't worry. I, I can still pay my bills. Don't worry about it. But again, at the end of the day, what a day. So Jerome Powell's speech at Jackson Hole, which was the meeting of the minds, per se, of the uh, economic world, central bankers of the world talking, United States central bankers. So that was supposed to be the meeting of the minds or vacation for them, let's just say. And that didn't do much because everything really started around, I would say around 8 a.m. this morning, where the Global Times, which I we actually tweeted, uh, not tweeted, we tweeted it and we put it on Instagram, that they were saying that China is ready for a retaliatory tariff from what the president was talking about, President Trump. Boy, and they did come in pretty hard. So the shocking note was that China was unveiling that it would retaliate by slapping 10% tariffs on another 75 billion of U.S. imports, which sent, when said stocks and futures down right in the beginning. And then Powell's remarks managed to lose a little bit of – it lose some stabilization there. Uh, really didn't do anything, but the S&P almost regained all its losses and basically flat for the day. Then everything went to hell because Mr. President Twitter fingers, President Trump, went in and said – Who's the bigger enemy, Powell or President Xi? I, when I read that, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe that the president was saying a U.S. citizen is less, is more of an enemy than a Chinese national, a Chinese emperor, president, whatever you want to call him. And for him to say that really dictated the tone of what the market was going to happen. And for that, everything went to hell. I mean, we got as low today, as low as 700 points on the Dow today, guys. So again, <laughs> Defensive was the name of the day, name of the game. Yesterday, I had a one-on-one call with one of our clients, and we were talking about her her stocks. And I said, this is the time to go defensive. You got to be careful here. I do think that we're going to hit S&P 3000 before us all said and done. But I think we can just throw out this China deal out the window. I think President Trump, with his rhetoric, has basically said, F you, middle fingers to everybody. We're not going to get a deal done. And him scaling back those tariffs from... For Christmas, remember you saying you wanted to save Christmas shopping? I think that's thrown out the window too, guys. It's going to get a little uglier. And for a quiet month of August, there's a lot of fireworks. For a quiet past 10 days, 
it just really got what the kids say lit, right? I don't know. I'm old. I don't say lit anymore. But either way, so that's what happened today. Uh, the result was a violent slam lower in risk assets with the S&P tumbling over 70 points and the, plow, the Dow plunging over 500 points. Again, this is the third time this has happened in August, which has emerged as the worst month in stocks since December 2018, which again was our big bear market flash crash. So again, volatility has reared its ugly head again. And I thought volatility was over last week. Remember I said volatility, my old friend. Well, here we are again. So um, yeah, uh, looking at the ES, Retaritory trumps the tariffs, rounds to 10% tariffs, 75 billion on U.S. goods. Again, just a response to what uh, the president was going to say. Powell delivers slightly dovish speech, meaning they're going to go ahead and keep the economy going. No mention of a mid-cycle adjustment. The notes the Fed is watching for, quote, significant risks. What is a significant risk? The president's Twitter fingers is a significant risk to the market. And then, of course, President Trump, right around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, warns he will retaliate says the U.S. companies find an alternative to China and says, my only question is who is the biggest enemy, power or G? So again, it was a smorgasbord of just tweets around the board. And the president just basically said, who's the bigger enemy? And telling U.S. corporations, get the hell out of China because we're not going to back down. It's basically a new Cold War. Soviet Union replaced. No longer. 1991 is over. We got a new Cold War and it's against China. And I think, guys, if you really think about it, with the China Hawks that we have now, Lighthizer, and um, and uh, I have Lighthizer, and then we have the other guy. Um, oh, God, it's going to slip my head. No, Peter Navarro. Total China Hawks. It's not even an issue of tariffs. It's the fact that they're saying that China is really playing a part as the superpower in the world. And the United States has to stand ground and say, we're better than you. We're still the superpower of the world. And uh, that's where we are. We're getting that kind of pull between those who are just economic advisors who are saying, hey, we need to protect our intellectual property. We need to make sure that these guys don't steal our stuff and make sure that they play by the rules. And then you have the hawks who are saying, no, China needs to pay for all the crap that they're doing. They're not better than us. They're wish the U.S. They're our new enemy and we're not going to back down. And who suffers the market? The investor, you, that's just where we are. Now, again, you could be one of two camps. You could be those who say, I can handle a couple of point losses for the bigger picture, meaning China is the enemy and we have to fix this up one way or another. Or you could be those who are saying, I don't care. My investments are taking a hit. I'm tired of it. I'm done. I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. My 401k. Again, which camp are you on is, is, is your call. Uh, but either way, so sectors that fell today, I mean, XLE, uh, which you have uh, the uh, XRT, uh, XLE, which is the uh, is energy stocks went down. Tech went down, of course. I mean, everything went down for the most part. But we did have a nice rebound on a very structural support level right around 28.34. So that was a critical level for E-mini futures. It rebounded off that level. It's critical support. Take a look at that. The last 30 minutes of trading, we had a nice an exact bounce off that level around 28.34. So take a look at that. If we break that, it could be very ugly, guys. So not surprisingly, as risk tumbled, safe havens, 10-year bonds tumbled, went to hell, 15199. And of course, like we said again, the two-year and 10-year inverted again. The second time this week, that's a fourth time overall. It's going to get ugly, guys. It's really getting ugly. It is a recession indicator. But keep in mind that, again, we need to stay at those levels. And we have, we just keep tapping it. 
We're knocking on the door, but we're not living in there yet. And of course, where does gold hit? Gold, a safe asset, 1530 is where gold hit. A new six-year and a half high for gold. Take a look at that. GLD, GDX, those are the plays you want to take a look at when it comes to gold. Take a look at those. And not surprisingly, with a plunge in the dollar, hello, everyone's taking a flight away from dollar. Dollar again fell. And of course, the dollar, um, Chinese yuan, the Chinese yuan got weaker, 7.1135. We talked about that in the last podcast. Oil, of course, fell at 8 in the morning, 53.88 a barrel. We settled. Again, very ugly. The dollar fell, WTI, risk assets. We're expecting a global slowdown with all these tariffs. WTI is going to take a hit. And of course, I'm expecting a little more to the downside. So that's where we are for the week. Not, not pretty for the most part. Uh, let's go ahead and go over how we did for the day. And uh, I'll go ahead and bring up my CNBC app. And uh, waiting for this to load on my iPad. So I'll go ahead and bring up the app. Hopefully this loads. Uh, the wi hotel Wi-Fi I'm staying at is not that fast. So I'm running AT&T LTE. So bear with me, guys. But again, just uh, just a wild ride. I kind of missed the trading aspect. but it, So the, the Dow Jones closed 623.34. The downside S&P closed at 2847, 75.84. Uh, the French, uh, the European uh, stocks did fall as well. Asia, they closed before the deal. 1532 on the U.S. 10-year. 53.89 on oil. Gold soared. Silver soared. And of course, as you know, Forex, dollar yen, 105.30. Pound dollar, 122.83, and euro dollar, 111.44 uh, is where we are. And uh, looking at futures, we are seeing a little bit of a slight bounce, now down 566 from the levels we are currently at, a little bit of a bounce. So again, it's very ugly out there. So what does this mean? What do you do right now? Again, when it comes to the Twitter and what's going on here, you got to be just very careful. Again, I've been saying defensive, defensive, defensive. Utilities, gold, precious metals like silver, dividend yielding stocks. I want to stick in those names. Uh, for example, that took a hit today was Salesforce. Salesforce had a great quarter, was up 8% pre-market. Basically the flat because uh, uh, of the day that we had in the market. Is Salesforce affected by China? Not really. Again, big names. Again, you're going to expect these kind of falls. Microsoft has nothing to do with China. Verizon, nothing to do with China. AT&T, not much to do with China. Taking a hit for no reason. That's where we are. So again, think of the names that, start making a shopping list, guys. Start thinking of names that you want to go ahead and buy. A perfect example on Amazon. Trade at 1800 1900 a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. Now, maybe if we get a nice little downturn, maybe it gets down to $1,100 a, a share, $1,200 a share. That'd be a good, a good stock to buy. And I love it. I like that. How about Shopify? Big, big stock that's been gaining across the board, about 333 a share. Again, maybe it dumps down to 200. Maybe it gives you an opportunity to get back in. Maybe get to get an Apple at a 150. Maybe Google sub 1,000. Again, these kind of companies, maybe an AT&T at 35. Maybe a, a Verizon at 40. These are names that you know are consistently growing with cash. Same thing with like a Visa. Uh, same thing with a MasterCard. Those kind of names. Start compiling a shopping list. If you're listening to this podcast, I really want you to compile a Black Friday shopping list. These are 10 names that you say, you know what? I don't care what the price is. I need to get in because I know these companies are great. I know they're making cash flow, great management, great dividend. It doesn't matter what Trump says. It doesn't matter what China says. These are the names I want to buy. Now, if you're doing that, you're thinking like a smart investor. Thinking today, play some defense. GLD, GDX, these are gold. 
SLV, silver. If you want to get in some TLT, which is bonds, that'll be, that'll be very defensive. You want to get in some dividends, SPYD, S&P 500 dividend yield company. You can look at their, uh, the, the um, dividend aristocrats. Those are gaining as well. Take a look at those. These are the names you want to get into. REITs. Uh, you can, there's a ton of REITs you can get on TD Ameritrade, ton of REITs you can get onto any of your broker that are commission-free. Another one you can get into as well, utilities, XLU. These are cash-heavy companies that always give yields to their investors. How about Altria? They just increased their dividend as well. Again, cigarettes. Cigarettes are not going away. Juul, not going away. Vaping, I actually use Juul. I vape personally. I love to invest in Altria. I want to definitely use them as well. They are a great company. I highly recommend them to invest as well as an investment long-term for dividends. Again, you want to play a little defense, especially if you are worried of what's going on in the market. But again, guys, this is not the end of the world. We're still only, what, 3% off all-time highs. It's just volatility is just the new deal. It's just what, what it is. We're used to these kind of Twitter threats. We're so used to of what's going on with China. We're so used to what's going on with the Fed. It shouldn't change what you're doing. Now, if you're trading, again, keep it simple. Go half positions to be very careful on QQQ and SPY. Start looking at those positions. Same week expiry. Look at the volume, and you can always make some money. Again, just follow the trend for the most part. Make sure you have your correct position sizing, and then make some profit on options, even though your stocks are going down. The stock market is going down. Buy some put options. Naked put options. You can make some money for some weeklies. Again, keep your targets correct. Keep your risk management correct, and you can make some money. If you want to buy some protection, buy some VIX calls, VXXY or VIX calls on options. It'll give way to protect your portfolio. Always take a look at the way derivatives markets are pushing because they usually are correct for the most part because a lot of investors are flooding into that area. Again, we know what's been moving. Boeing moved up this week. Excellent. McDonald's have been moving to the upside. Great. Apple, Baba, they've all been doing well. Now with China, it's been going down. So again, we could talk about what's been moving to the downside today. And Boeing was the only one that was green in the Dow. Only one. The worst performer today was Apple, 4.622%. Why? Heavy in China. Boeing, 0.452. Again, 737 max headlines. It's getting away. It looks like we're going to get back into flying of the 737. Coca-Cola, one of the least losers in the market today. United Health, we talked about United Health. Uh, Verizon, we talked about Verizon. Like a utility, you want to keep those. Everything else has been absolutely destroyed today. Uh, Intel took a hit today. NVIDIA took a hit today. If you were in the chip space, I had some Micron calls and I took a hit. But there's nothing you can do when it comes to those tariffs. There's nothing you can do when it comes to Trump tweets. He can kill your analysis that quickly. Until we get a resolution of what's going on, guys, you need to go half position on all your trades. Meaning if you usually go 4%, go 2%. If you usually go 2%, go 1%. Until you get some kind of direction of where we're going, there's no need to go all into anything because you will get burnt. One guy in the White House on his phone will crush your trades. And again, you will be pissed off. Don't be like me who had spy calls on a ladder and got cost $900 because the president decided to say, we're going to delay tweets. And I had put positions. That happened to me a week ago. And I was really upset. But I get over it. And S&P, big winners. The only one that was up was uh, Salesforce.com. Uh, Intuit, Boeing was up. L Brands reported a great, a decent quarter. Fell. AMD down 7% today. Nordstrom down 7% today. Had a great quarter. L Brands, which owns Victoria's Secret. Had a decent quarter, fell 9% today. 
SPY was the most active stock today, ETF. 146 million shares traded. We talked about that on the uh, Instagram that we're having low volume. Well, all it took was Twitter fingers to change that. GE, another big one, 128 million shares traded. How about GDX? I talked about that with gold, up 92 million in trades, of 4% today, guys. Excellent. Financials, inverted yield curve. The yield curve is inverted. You want to go ahead and short XLF and the financials, 86 million shares. How about AMD? 83 million shares traded, down 7.3% today. Absolutely insane. So again, keep this in mind. This is what's been going on in the market. You just can't really predict what's going on. You just have to be very, very careful of what's moving and uh, what's shaking out there. Again, right now, we are handcuffed by headlines moving forward. It's a uh, it's a very much a trader's market. If you're a long-term investor, just relax. Nothing has changed. But if I'm you, the listener, and I'm doing the same, I'm writing down 10 stocks. My wish list. Think of it an Amazon wish list. Think of 10 stocks that you want to buy at a discount if we get a downturn. I don't think we get a downturn this month or September. I think October we get a downturn because we got last year. So think of yourself as a way of bargain shopping of stocks you want to go to. Take a look at Costco. Take a look at a Walmart. Take a look at a Target. Take a look at an Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, those kind of names that maybe you kind of hesitated to get into. Maybe a Salesforce.com who reported a great quarter. Great quarter. Take a look at a Visa, MasterCard. Those kind of companies that you know that don't have much China exposure have great cash flow and are growing, but it's just taking away with the market because they're high beta. So they're taking a hit. High beta meaning they move in sync with the market. So again, I want you to do that as homework for me this week, guys, podcast listener. Take down 10 names that you are looking to buy. And then when the time hits, you pounce and you buy them long-term. And I promise you'll be glad what you did because every time we've had a downturn, we've always recovered. Even in the horrific 08 crash, guys. Even that horrific 09 time with the recession and the financial crisis, we rebounded and hit only do all-time highs, right? So again, it doesn't really matter. Trump is going to leave office whether it's this election or the next one. He's not going to be there forever, but your stocks will, right? Your investments will. Nothing changes. Keep that in mind, guys. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know every time we talk about almost like destruction of the world, nothing's really changed, guys. But hey, give some great fodder here. I had a question on Instagram too. I want to go ahead and answer. They talked about G uh, Japan being the heaviest bond owners of American bonds, government bonds. Well, what does that mean? So what that means is that they own a lot of our debt. Now, keep in mind, Japan really is in a deflationary cycle. Uh, the Japanese uh, central bank, the uh, BOJ, owns about 40% of the stocks in Japan, which is absolutely insane. So they have to buy something that gains some yield. Why not the American bonds? American government bonds would pay about you know, 1.5 now, 10-year. Why not buy them? They actually pay a positive yield, unlike Germany and Japan and Switzerland. So again, does it really make a difference on what they own? I mean, does it give them a little bit of leverage? I mean, yeah, kind of, but they're not they're not dumb enough to sell everything because they still need they still need us. They're still an an import nation, meaning they really don't make a lot of the products they need. They have to import it, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, it's from us, the United States. And keep in mind, guys, Japan is very Americanized. They love our culture. They're an ally of the United States. It's not like China. Japan is an ally in the United States. They wouldn't dare sell our bonds. So great question out there. All right, guys, we'll end it there. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you for the next podcast next Friday. 
GAR Capital Podcast. I'm Carlos, the CEO of GAR Capital. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys soon. Thanks again.